Welcome to the Cultivating Success Podcast. Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson are brothers and business partners of the top landscaping company, Nature's Experts. Nature's Experts is home to six companies that cater to all your outdoor needs. To learn more about Jeff and Jonathan, simply visit us at www.naturesexperts.com. On the podcast, Jeff and Jonathan bring together other business owners and entrepreneurs to share with you how they developed a prosperous company and how you can too. You will gain insights and meaningful advice on creating the building blocks to success and longevity in the entrepreneurial realm. And now, here are your hosts, Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson. Coach, how are you doing today? Great to have you here. Doing awesome, gentlemen. Hi, Michael. So this is something new we want to do for our listeners. We felt like there could be a lot of help and impact by you are our business coach and you really are a very integral part of how we run our day-to-day business, how me and Jeff operate, our ability to envision the future and to make sure that that we're in line with what we're doing and we're keeping track and we're on the right path for success. So, you know, I really thought that, you know, something interesting that I've never experience before in a podcast is to have your actual business coach and to actually do our coaching call, one of them at least, uh, with you actually. So I really felt like it'd be something for our viewers and our listeners to really kind of get a good perspective of what else we have to offer to really understand we are real business owners, we're real people, we have real struggles, problems, all of that stuff. Well, you've wanted to do this from the beginning. You wanted to have the business coach, one of the coaching calls, you know, on the podcast. Listen, the hypothetical scenarios of how to be rich and grow your business and the series of events, how to get there are all fine, well, and good. But I think really talking business on a day-to-day basis, I think is something that is new that can kind of be brought to everyone about how the struggles and the problems and the difficulties you work through and um, you know how we personally do it ourselves, actually. So coach, thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate it. And oh, thanks um, for having me. And you know, none of this is theory. A lot of people talk theory. There's no such thing as theory when it comes to running a successful business. Just hard work. Michael, I want to ask you a question. I listened to the podcast that you sent us um, and I listened to it on my way here. I was curious to see what you were up to and what you were talking about. And something that you talked about, I thought was very interesting. You said that someone said to you a very long time ago where they were giving a speech and they said that your actions speak so loudly. I don't even hear what you're saying. Yes. That's um, amazing. As you know, yes, uh, it yeah. was had to be 30 plus years ago. Yeah. And when he said that I, I am going to live my life that way because so many people speak a good game, but it's great when you meet people that show up and do it. And that's why I love work with you two gentlemen. Because you do what you say and you say what you do. Well, when I heard you say that from the guy that said that to you a long time ago, it uh, made me feel the same way. Like I feel like I live that way. And uh, it makes me angry, actually, that uh, people don't. The people involved in my life or around me that they don't because I do. And I feel like it's unfair, actually, to me for people to say they everyone is so full of it with things that they say but it's what they do and it's unbelievable how few people if any you know you really come in contact with that you have you know that really live by that and i I just feel like why wouldn't you want to like that's integrity that's character that's when you want people to think that about you but some people they have 
they don't mind at all. They'll say something. And if they do it, they don't, they kind of do it. They have to do it. And, uh, I think it's more the majority of people that don't than do. Would you agree? Absolutely. Well, it also coincides why such a small percentage of the human race commands such a large percentage of the wealth in the world, because the small percentage of people that do as they say and say as they do yeah, are the ones yeah. accumulating the wealth when a larger percentage isn't. And so well, what I focus on, I focus on like two gentlemen like you that say what you do and do as you say, and not even focus on the ones that don't back it up Yeah, because they're the ones that pay the price in long term, not us. Yeah. So let's, let's start cracking open some of this insight, how we got together, how we met each other, you know, where we started, you know, Jeff and I, uh, business-wise, when we met you and where we are now. So I think the best thing to do is let's start off with how did you actually get into coaching? What made you think that you were actually someone who should be coaching people? Well, I was a consultant for a company out of Pennsylvania. Uh, I was the number one performer. They had a little bit of a rough spot and they let me go before anybody else. And the reason being is I was furthest away. The company's out of Pennsylvania. I'm in Florida, least likely to control. I'm going to do it my way. It's kind of like as long as the results are there, you don't need to call me. And uh, I realized, even though I was controlling my outcome as far as my income, I wasn't writing my own paycheck. And I found in a success magazine in the back, I'm at a little advertisement for you know, grow your business while you're growing yourself. Like, huh, sounds interesting. And I started looking at the business coach and I spoke to people that I knew and trusted. And they essentially said, say, Mike, this is you. This is you. This is what you were made to do. And I just followed the path and became a coach. And uh, I had a, a stroke of brilliance one day that immediately meant that I needed to step up and become the best I could possibly be in every manner. Because for me to coach others, I need to be on my A game. So it's been a been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of growth. And uh, and to have the ability to and pleasure to work with gentlemen like you and be have a part of your growth personally and professionally, I really don't think there's a better profession in the world. Well, I want to touch base on your growth, Coach. Um, you know, when I first met you to right now, you personally have changed a lot. And I think you have grown with us. We have grown with you. We really have found a really good synergy together. Do you almost wish that you would have been on this path earlier in life than you are now? <laughs> I say the only mistake I did was didn't do find it earlier. But um, you know, everything in our life happens for a reason, and the path yeah. is the path that was the path. And yeah. I obviously it showed up at the right time. I'm taking advantage of it. And uh, yeah, I never tried to help guess and should have done this and should have done that, should have done this sooner because you just take yourself crazy. Well, I'm certainly happy we got connected from Randy Bring all those years ago in July of 2018. Who was on this podcast a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and actually, gentlemen, I manifested this relationship. You might not know that. Randy Bring and I, uh, I went up to him one day. I said, Randy, do you know that you and I are in each other's playground every day? You're talking to a business owner every day, and so am I. And we should be rock star strategic alliances and not. And I also know, Randy, that you run hard. Drink, you're drinking four cups of coffee before the sun comes up. And I know you're running so hard. You haven't slowed down long enough because I know for a fact in your back pocket, you have a perfect client for me that I can help. 
Well, I had talked to him. I had, I had to think about that. I don't know when this was at the timing. because I don't know when you spoke to him about it, but I had said something to him, you know, about that, like not about his cups of coffee in the morning, uh, not about him running hard, but about us really feeling like we really need somebody, you know, for something. And that's when he, he mentioned you. Well, yeah. I said, just slow down long enough to think about it. And he called me three days later. He said, coach, I think I got the perfect client for you. And here we are. Here we are. Well, this journey for us started actually before being introduced to a yeah. business coach. And it actually started with being introduced to a consultant that would come in and they would consult with us for two weeks and our team and strategize and improve the overall business health, you know, quote or whatever. And um, it really, that was the, oh, that you remember his name? Doron. That's right. And uh, his pitch was good. It made a lot of sense actually. And it really probably would have been good for the business monetarily versus what he had to do versus the result it would make. I don't think would be there, but you know, it opened the door of understanding that somebody from outside of our organization really needs to help us with making sure that we're handling our business, ourselves, our growth, our strategy, our processes. And we're not just only relying on ourselves to come up with some of these different ideas that we can really grow with another partner specifically. So uh, absolutely. Yeah. Totally. 100% unbiased individual. It's a third set of eyes that I'll be seeing things that you're not seeing because you're in the mix of it every single day. And that's, that's valuable. Well, the real meaning of coach for me definitely comes to, you know, the fact that you're in it with us long-term, you know, anyone who does anything for a short period of time, doesn't ever get the actual results that they're supposed to get for that period of time. If you have a coach, you talk to him for three months, you're not going to get anything. You're going to have some conversations. You're pretty much going to go over everything that you already know, and you're going to pretty much end up in exactly where you already were. That's a good point. So I want to start this, actually. Uh, I want to go to Jeff, actually. So Jeff, why did you think that we should start to have a coach, actually? We got introduced, obviously. So if we're getting introduced, of course, we're going to you know, explore those different avenues. Um, but what was your either your first impression of coach or what made you actually think we should get into having a coach? Well, there are two different questions. You said, so I'm going to answer both. So the reason I thought that we needed someone is because I felt in me that we were going places. I just did. And I thought that if we're going places, it would be nice to have an impartial party that we could sort of listen to and sort of, uh, help us with the different plays, you know, like in a game, there's different plays and how to, how to sort of strategize and, and sort of just, I guess, like what you say, like to slow down, to speed up. I did not speak that language before. So I, I didn't know that phrase, but that's what I kind of thought in my own way of thinking it. And then the next question you said was what did I actually think of Michael when I first met you, you know, in that room that we met in that conference room, you know, I was not too friendly to you. Not that I was mean and nasty, but I just didn't really have time for you. Do you remember what you said first when you first met him, Jeff? I don't. How about you, coach? You remember? No, but I remember where his arms slowly unfolded and he leaned forward and actually began to have a conversation. I remember (laughs) that part. What did I say to him? (laughs) Let's just say it was it was very disheartening to understand why he's actually here and what he can do for us. Well, tell everybody what did I say? So we, um, you know, we came into this meeting. We got a referral from someone we trust, our business broker Randy Bring. With that, we already our minds were open that we do need a coach, right? 
we didn't really know exactly what Action Coach is, which is the company that Coach actually works for that actually helped train him, give him the different material and support and so on and so forth to advance his coaching uh, to be able to help us more. And, you know, we went up into this little small little conference room and we're meeting Coach for the first time. And just like you meet anyone, you know, you have a general perspective of what you get when you first meet them. And you think to yourself, who is this guy? What's he going to do for us? I think pretty much, I think is okay. what your perspective was. So what did, I, what did I say? I don't remember exactly, but it was pretty much, it put coach on his toes about exactly what can you do for us uh, that I don't already know. And his answer was literally exactly like you said, he started with his arms crossed like this. And the second that he, you know, gave him exactly how he can provide value, the conversation definitely opened up, the arms opened up and we actually started the real conversation from there as far as, you know, getting down to business really. But it was definitely, if I remember, it was not very pleasant. And, and I, <laughs> I wish I could remember exactly what was said because it was definitely something that really would put most people uh, off balance and they wouldn't be able to handle receiving that information from trying to get a client. This is the first time I'm meeting my client and I'm getting this kind of negative vibe already. And he worked through that negative feeling to really wrangle us in. Well, to me, it was just fine is understanding rule number one is know your client. From what I did know of you gentlemen, we two successful individuals, obviously Jeff being older, uh, being in the business a lot longer. So yeah, he was a little guarded saying, what can this guy show me that I don't know any already? I'm pretty successful. And I had to earn the right to have Jeff see in me that, yeah, maybe there are some things that this guy can help us with. And through the conversation and me asking questions and challenging you back and being totally authentic, we get on the same page and realize that we would be a good fit. So you know what it is? it's it, from the beginning of the conversation. It wasn't bad. We started this conversation and I told you that it makes me angry to um, constantly listen to people that don't say what they mean, mean what they say. And so you saw me getting irritated because I heard you saying things and I didn't believe you. Uh, cause I typically don't believe someone when they say they're going to do something cause typically most people don't. And, uh, so that's why I, I mean, I'm just thinking back, John remembers it better than I do, but I do know myself. And after I say something that sort of, you know, is something where someone can either handle it or they can't fact that you did. And then that you, you know, wanted to continue not challenging me, but, you know, being like, okay, I can handle like, just let's go. Like, what's your deal? What do you got? And, uh, you know, I sort of, I think, um, respected that and felt like, okay, well, you know, if he can go back and forth with me a little bit, you know, um, then I think this is someone that we need to at least pay attention to. You know, partners are people that really understand you and they let you kind of be you and they can understand who you are to actually help you. So specifically this with a coach, you know, if you're having a bad day or a good day, or you're just pissed off, you're mad about something or whatever, your coach should be able to handle you in all of these different perspectives. You mean the day that we had a coaching call and he goes, what do you feel like expressing? And mine was, fuck you. That, I mean, that <laughs> I, I did that to him and he handled that too. How do you handle a situation like that, coach? You have somebody like Jeff, who's just normally a peach, right? And then he, you know, gives you something like that. It gives you a real hard ball down the center. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> it's, that's what you did. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing is, it's, it's, it's not about me. See, it's, it's never about me. It's about you. So a lot of time, a coaching call, 
it might not be about business. It might be about something totally separate from business because we need to be on our A game to be successful in business. So if a coaching call is the ability for you to vent out whatever you need to vent out so you can be back on your A game so you can be best for your clients and your team and yourselves in the company, so be it. That's really an answer from somebody who's understanding the worldview of what's going on in a business. There's the finances, there's the people, there's the work, there's the process, the culture, there's the culture, and then how all that impacts through personal experiences, problems, situations, and how it can bleed into those different things or whatever to really understand that like, you know, coaching isn't just the numbers, coaching isn't just uh, a how-to guide to, you know, sell more, do more, be more. It is really, you know, personality, really getting to know somebody where you really can be a partner and really be someone who can support that person. So um, I want to answer the question here too. Why did we start coaching? So the reason I think that we started coaching was I got into a point where we were at in the business where I felt like we were both really smart. We both balance each other really, really well. We both have alternating perspectives of how we do different things. All of that's great. But I also realized too that there is other things we need to just start trying. And we have accumulated enough money that we need to start trying things that we didn't do before and adding things that we need that we haven't added before to try to bring more value to what we're doing because there aren't very many people ultimately that have grown different businesses to all these different levels. So there's not a guru or a book or anything that really is going to lead you to being able to make these decisions. So the only thing that really came to my mind was, you know, increase the size of our team. You know, at the time it's, you know, me and Jeff, right. we had Randy, he was giving some of his expertise, right. but you know, you need all this different feedback. And I definitely felt like there was somebody else not within our company that really needed to be a partner with us for us to actually, you know, move forward and, you know, support us. So my first impression meeting you in that conference room was my first thing was when Jeff kind of came at you or whatever, I'm like, this meeting's over. Like, there's no way this guy is going to, is going to take this. He's just going to be like, you know what? It's really great meeting you guys. You're both very nice. I'm impressed with what you've done. Thank you. Have a nice day. That's literally what the first thing that came to my mind was. And I, my level of respect really jumped up the second of how you actually handled somebody not really wanting to have your service. I came in looking for it. So I was already partially bought into understanding that there's going to be a process to go into. Jeff was open not buying in. He was open-minded to understand that there are benefits of doing it. But who are you? What are you supposed to do that's really going to, that you're so great? How are you going to be able to help us? Because you were doing that's um, exactly what I thought, you know, the different businesses that you've learned over all the different years, right? And the experience that you've had, what makes you qualified? I just knew that I needed somebody like somebody like this and you got to try, right? You just got to try and do things. And I really wanted to figure out how to make it work actually. Um, so it was definitely a little bit interesting perspective, but it, you know, I think that that's, when you really get to know people is when you get in difficult situations. My, my way of trying is doing what I did. You know, I, I just, I just don't have the patience or the uh, care, frankly, to listen to bullshit. And so I just like to do like, are we going to, are we going to get together or are we not? You know, what's the deal here? And sort of have to like talk real to people and, you know, you did. I'm with you. I have no time for BS. And some people love me for it and some people hate me for it. And that's just fine. 
ones that hate me for it, okay, that's good. We don't have to work together. The ones that do, let's have some fun. I mean, it's not like I'm not like a visceral person. Like I'm very visceral. I'm very like feeling things and my emotions in the business, my emotions in my personal life and my emotions all mix into everything and my feelings, you know, I constantly have to check my feelings to make sure that the IQ of my feelings matches like the realness and the logic of certain things that are going on because having these businesses, you know, you're like riding a roller coaster every day, at least for me, I do uh, because, you know, there's problems and issues and, and all different sorts of things. And you're twisting one way and bending another and going around a corner and doing a backflip and this and that, you know, between the employees and between the clients and, you know, different sorts of vendors and everything. And I think that it's nice because like sometimes when we have the coaching calls with you, you know, sometimes I've had a, a decent day and other days have been a really twisty, crazy day, like I'm mentioning. And uh, I think that it's true to slow down. And even that day, if I had an intention of talking about something else, there might be something much bigger going on. But the fact that I had such a day like that, where my visceralness was at a 10, you know, going crazy with emotions and everything. I think you know, it's good to be able to get it out. I'm someone that like needs to like talk about stuff, get it out. So the coaching thing really helps me because I, I like to talk about things and get them out. Not because I like to hear myself talk, but because I think that by doing that, you get results for yourself. You get to something that you need to do, like a call to action, or this is how you should handle something. And, you know, venting is great, but I do like, like results, you know, so Amen. it helps me get to results, whatever they are, you know, there's so many different things. So coach, what was your first impression of us two? Well, you know, coming from Randy, it was just ironic that three days prior, I told Randy, I knew he had the perfect client in his back pocket. He just hasn't thought about it. And he calls me three days later in a week where I'm sitting down with you two gentlemen. So just like you respected Randy who he puts in front of you i respected randy for who right. he puts in front of me right. and he said these two gentlemen he gave me a brief i took notes i don't know exactly what the notes were he goes these two guys are perfect for you the two brothers more interesting to hear what randy said to you before you thought about us no to me I, mean, I never have any preconceived feelings or thoughts or notions i go through the process and meet people what i did know Jonathan was going through the process. He filled out the questionnaire all by himself. Jonathan and I were pretty much engaging most of the meeting until I asked the questions. I think I asked questions and all of a sudden you answered them. That's when your arms unfolded. You leaned forward and started engaging. And that's when I think you realized like, okay, maybe uh, this guy has a little bit something here and yeah. we, we can start the conversation. That's when it really started. And I think after that, I think two minutes later, Jonathan looked at you and says, hey, Jeff, I'm good. Are you good? You looked at Jonathan and said, I'm good. Okay, what do we need to do to get started? So once right. I was able to break through uh, you, Jeff, and us collaborate, boom, that was it. That was, yeah. We just started. And I wanted to work with you guys because Randy said you guys were successful in going places, and I like to work with people that want to be great. Simple as it gets. I'm willing to do what it takes to get there. And you filled the qualifications. Well, I'm certainly glad that you trusted us. And I think that this has definitely been a two-way street as far as you being our coach and us helping you grow uh, as a person, as a coach for your other people that you actually help as well. And we definitely have learned a lot from you. And it really brings me actually to my next question is, you know, what do you do or how do you imagine to keep kind of giving us more value as years to come, you know, keep going on with our coaching? That's a good question. Number one, keep an open ear. 
uh, Jess, you said something on a call a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, I wanted to have this conversation with Jonathan, but I didn't. I knew we had to go there, but we didn't. So when there's, based on the conversation, if, this, if I feel there's a place we need to go, a difficult conversation we need to have, or a task that needs to be done, we're going to go there because that's what's coaching all about. So keep the ears open and seeing where there's a little area that we need to get tighter and better on can still be in tune to you two gentlemen, and not just you two gentlemen, also your team. You know, who on the team is really excelling? Who do we need to have conversations with? Who can go to the next level? Who can't? And just being really in tune to both of you, your team and your business to see where I can add the value when I need to add it and not be afraid to ask the difficult questions and not be afraid to go where we need to go on a call to get the results we're looking for. And that's how I will continue to add value to both of you and anybody else I work with. Well, one way I think I'd like to keep score of this coach is I think the money, right? I think, you know, part of being a coach is you need to lead your team to a successful path, right? So being a coach, Amen. if you get your team and they keep the same score year over year over year, you're ultimately not adding really any value. And at that time, you really need to reanalyze, is this really the right partner, right? And I think, you know, knowing the numbers, knowing your business numbers, and making sure that you have a goal is really important because, you know, everyone does need to be able to, you know, hold up their end of the bargain, so to speak. And, you know, a coach really is exactly that word. They are supposed to coach you to a better place than you are currently right now, whether it's in sports or in business like this is. And um, I have been keeping score, just so you know. I don't know if you have kept score or not, but I have been keeping score, actually. I always keep score. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Jeff, so I did a couple little numbers here right now. Mm-hmm. Figure this would be kind of interesting to share where we've come. Okay. So we met Coach on July 12th, 2018. It's the first email that we had going back and forth Okay. where we actually met him. So actually, I have our total sales. Four years. Uh, that year, actually. So that year, we had um, four companies that we owned. We had... Jim Threckle Botanicals, Sherlock Tree Company, Maximum Pest and Fertilization, and Diaz Brothers. So Diaz Brothers, uh, we... I know we didn't have Diaz Brothers. I'm sorry. Uh, it was just those three companies. So the total sales for those three companies, Threckle, Sherlock, and Maximum, was $10,048,336. So that was definitely a good, impressive start where we were at. Yeah. But we didn't have a lot of stuff figured out at the time. We were still subbing out some work to some other different vendors. We were needing to figure out some in-house solutions. That's about $800,000 a month, just to break it down for you. So with that, you know, we really had so many problems to solve. And, you know, it's a new territory for us. You know, how we got there was a little bit unconventional. Well, let me just say something. So with a tree company, with a pest control company, and with a company that does interior botanical styling and maintenance which is like, you know, orchid plants, fresh flowers. You, know, you go into a mall, everybody, and you see the live plants everywhere. We go and we have a service where we take care of them, et cetera. We do that in country clubs, big, you know, estate homes, and then obviously, you know, office buildings, et cetera. So these are the services and you're doing uh, $10,048,033 for the year. And you're doing about $800,000 a month. So think of like how many transactions that is for people. Because when they hear what we're doing now, 
it's the amount of transactions is beyond belief. You know, we're not selling cars for 50, 70 and a hundred thousand dollars a piece. You know, we're, some of these sales are small. So you got to think of the amount of transactions, the amount of moving parts. We certainly picked a complex industry to grow in. I'll, I'll say that. We definitely yeah. did not pick an easy path. Yeah. We're not selling a widget and we're certainly not selling an online course. I, I, I don't know what is easy, frankly. I agree with that. So, uh, you know, with that time we met Coach and we were doing these this amount of sales, we definitely had the idea that we know we needed to purchase a landscaping company with some management staff to really kind of bring us to the next level. We didn't really know what the next level was. We just knew that we needed to find this particular thing to solve this one particular problem. So since then, with with the assistance of Coach and me and Jeff's vision of these different companies, yeah. we grew by actually adding three additional companies after that. We bought Diaz Brothers, Garden Couture, and Coastal Gardens. Three additional companies over this uh, three and a half year period, four, or four year period, actually. Th- those three companies are landscape companies. So that's, everybody knows. That's right. So now uh, we actually have six companies that we actually own and operate right now. They all run independently, but our group council of nature's experts is our whole entire management staff that really collaborates together to really be able to be resourceful people that are in the industry to be able to offer more services to our customers. And we're really starting to get into that a little bit more now of how we can keep adding more value. So from July 12, 2018, and I use July sales from this month actually specifically. So this month in July, we actually did $2,297,000 in sales. So we're on path to doing around $27 million this year. So I don't think that... Uh, let's break that down. So that's roughly $2.2 million a month. So look back four years ago, it was about $800,000 a month. We almost tripled the size of or tripled the amount that we were taking in our gross take every month. So think now, people, obviously we've grown these companies, but besides that, we've grown the amount of transactions. So how are we performing these transactions? How are we staying where we have the best service, the best products, the best culture for our employees, delivering the best for these um, clients and dealing with the team we've got for all of our people. And yet, uh, how are we doing this? I mean, triple that amount in just four years. It's been one hell of a thing to get used to because it hasn't been easy, but it's been easy. Do you know what I mean by that? Kind of like, it feels like both to me. Well, Well, the thing I respect for you gentlemen is I remember some of the calls we had when you were contemplating making some of these acquisitions and it was not an opportune time based on the economy, the environment, the pandemic and everything else, the shutdowns. And that's where the respect grows for individuals and entrepreneurs that they're willing to make the tough decisions when decisions need to be made because the decisions we need to make are not always at the ample opportune times. Right. But you have to gut check and make them when you make them. And it's also the commitment to the vision of being one of the best and the commitment of excellence. So by you two having that view of excellence and being the best, you were able to make those decisions and get through the tough times. And this is all this. We're now not even halfway there. We still have a long way to go. A lot more fun. And uh, and then that's something that the listeners need to hear about being able 
to gut check and make the decisions when the decisions might not be the right time and following your vision and just following through and believing in each other and believing in the decision and, and just doing it. Definitely have learned a lot over these four years. I definitely think that the, you know when you start to actually trust other people and actually become to trust them, not just blindly trusting somebody, but really you know opening up your mind, uh, opening up to what they actually have to say and letting it infiltrate your brain actually and really soak in is really a powerful thing. Because, you know, going through COVID, going through these acquisitions that we've made, growing these different companies, it is all very, very, very difficult decisions, problem solvings, all of that, that we'll definitely get into uh, and more in other podcasts to come. But it's something that, you know, you have to really be extremely tough and you really have to have people that are along there for the ups and the downs and the ups and the downs. And really, you know, understand of when you need to be the student and when you need to be the teacher, because sometimes you really don't know everything and you really need to make sure that you're surround yourself with people that are on your same level to make sure they're giving you the right advice. Because I think that we got here because we've taken a lot of advice from people that work for us, from you, from each other, our vision of where we want to take this company. And we really couldn't have done it without absolutely everyone that works for us. We really couldn't. I don't think we would have gotten here to where we're at today without you. And I'm really interested to see what, where we're going to be, where we end up uh, in another four years. It'll be fun. So Jeff, is there anything else you want to wrap up with this? I think that it's important. Um, what Michael's saying about a gut check and everything, you can check your gut and you can do all that, but it's execution. Like people will check their gut, they'll dream, they'll, they'll come to Jesus, they'll do all different sorts of things. But I have said this to John before, to get to those closing tables, to buy a business and take on all that responsibility and to keep doing it over and over and over again and not having any motherfucking guarantee. You just have all the due diligence you did hope everyone around you has given you the right advice, like John's saying, including you, Michael. But if John and I don't sign and actually go through with the whole deal, nothing happens. And I think that what you've contributed to is helping us get to the point where we feel comfortable with what a business that we've purchased would most likely be like with the stuff we tell you about the due diligence period. And then when we have the business, I think that you play a very important role in helping us, you know, through it, of course, on the daily and weekly and monthly schedules and everything that we do. But you have to, in order to be coached, you have to be someone who executes and someone who means fucking business. Because if you don't, it is not happening. And people just do not realize that. They see a position, oh, they own these businesses. Oh, they do that. Oh, they have some nice things. Oh, they have this big team. They make all kinds of you know assumptions and thinking everything, but put someone else in that position to actually take on all of the stuff that we take on, like other people that have you know done this too. It is really something because I know a lot of people that talk a lot of guts and talk a lot of shit about how they're tough and they're this and they're that, but they don't, not only they don't know what they're doing, but they just don't have the real balls to actually execute. And to me, that's a real something. So the fact that you've played a part 
and us getting to the table. And then after that post table signing that you help us with what you help us with is very valuable. So thank you. My honor, privilege and pleasure, man, gentlemen, and nobody wins unless everybody wins. Yep. Coach, we appreciate you joining us today. There's going to be a lot more that we're going to go through. Um, we definitely want to make sure we're, we're going to bring you guys in on our coaching calls moving forward with Coach. We're really going to dive into some individual problems, situations, solutions, answers, yeah. questions that we actually have in our business ongoing uh, on a regular basis. So I think that'll be a really an interesting perspective to add here for some real life business talk here. Like whatever's going on that week, they'll they'll hear about it. wherever we are, up, down, all around, <laughs> twisting and turning, whatever it is. Strategies problems, solutions, growth, vision, um, employee retention, employee culture. These are all things that we're going to go into moving forward with our coach that we really want to bring everyone in so we can kind of provide some real unique information that is day to day, week by week. This is how we are doing it. This is how we're living it. So we look forward to it. Coach, thank you again very much. Michael, I want to say one other thing. Thank you for having me. It's definitely true that, you know, uh, it's all like fun and games and I'm all about fun and games. But when I talked about execution before, and I I'm sure you realize this, and I I guess I just want to say it that uh, there is plenty of fun and games to be had, but when you are talking serious business, there's no fun and games. It is like, you got to do the stuff you got to do. And when you have to pull out those guts and to get to that table and everything, there's no fun and games about it. You got to just do it and know and have like a resolve about you and like, not just get to the table, but then afterwards to just pull everything together. When you've got all these companies and then start figuring all those things out and know that you're in for that and that's coming and you're not in that comfort zone. Uh, that is no fun and games about that. That's like serious business. I'm sure you agree. Absolutely. And it's interesting you bring that up. I used to tell my son, I gave him this little phrase and he used to play baseball and he came back, he struck out. And of course, usually kids, when they strike out, they talk about the ump called the wrong balls. Right. And I said, Zach, what do we always talk about? And he goes, there are no excuses. There's only execution. Interesting. That's it. That's a good way to it's end. It's all this. about executing. Yep. All right, gents, until the next time we meet via podcast, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, coach. Thank you. This has been the Cultivating Success Podcast with Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson. To learn more about Jeff and Jonathan and their businesses, visit www.naturesexperts.com.